And I was talking about like our wedding plans. And I said, oh, our wedding is going to be like a Persian Indian ceremony. And this guy um, who I just met, he was like, oh, your fiance's Indian. And I said, yeah. And he's like, well, what do your parents think about that? And he was a Persian guy. And I was like, so this is an issue. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, no, we're recording now. Um, no, like a basic. <laughs> we don't know how to start the podcast. Though. We've literally been doing this for two, two and a half years. At this point. You know, we're back with a new episode. You get having to have. We don't know how to do an intro or an exit. Like, <laughs> I don't think we ever will. Um. I'm really excited for the anonymous guest we have coming on. We should probably admit her into the room now. Oh, yeah. We, we don't want to ask her. Right what are you doing here? <laughs> okay, Do you let's... know Persian Girl Podcast? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. I'm admitting our lovely lady today. Hello. Hey guys, how are you? Hi. Nice meeting you guys. Same nice here. You. Thanks for having me. I'm a little nervous. I've never done anything like this before. No, um, don't be. Don't be. <laughs> I, I just realized you're using a virtual background. Yeah, do you want me to change it? It's really empty back here, but I, no, I love it. First. At first, I was like, Oh, like I couldn't tell if like my eyes were deceiving me. I'm like, Is that a virtual? Yeah, background? me too. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I use this for work because I don't want like clients and stuff seeing my room. <laughs> so I'm like, Why? I just... We want to see. Yeah, we want to see your mess. Make us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> you like, a, like a hair there up because you it's empty. Yeah. There's no mess. Yeah. I'm so excited because we have an anonymous guest this week. So that means Millie can't use any of the video clips from the episode on our story. And I don't have to try to not look homeless. This <laughs> is so great. Well, ironically, you look really good this week. So Oh, well, then I should be upset that the one week I look semi-normal. <laughs> I swear, I think our followers, like from the videos, probably think I'm like... I live in like a crack den or something like I the lighting is always really weird and dim because my room doesn't have good lighting like I always have like dark circles under my eyes like I just woke up from like a 10 hour like nap quote okay unquote. okay I'm sorry I'm making this all about me <laughs> no no I just feel bad um so for okay we're recording if that's all right yeah sure Honestly, so we used to, this is how our episodes used to be we would have someone come on the podcast anonymously kind of like a radio situation and we mm -hmm. would meet you guys for the first time on the record which i think is really interesting like we normally do the phone call but this week we're like i don't know i just i loved our dms that we had and um so you had messaged us a couple weeks ago asking us to talk more about marrying outside of the culture and that's something we kind of touched on but like me and natalie are not married so we don't we don't have that experience or we're not in the process of getting married so I, just yeah. <laughs> I don't want i don't want anyone to feel bad for me like we're not bad baths okay like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not in the process and i'm not there and i'm very sensitive. no that was a good good um good point good point <laughs> And so we really have been wanting to talk about it more. And we always tell our guests, like for anyone listening as well, like you don't need to reveal everything about yourself. Like just sharing the mere stories mm -hmm. helps people so much. So anyways, welcome. Yeah, I'd, I'd also just like to give a shout out, not only to you, but to the many guests who reached, like the many uh, listeners who reached out. Um, in regards to our last, not our most recent episode, the episode before that, we got such amazing feedback from it. Um, and it just meant so much to us to know how much it meant to you guys. And we just want you to know, like, this is why we do this. We do it 
we started it because we wanted other girls to not feel alone and to not feel like they're the only ones going through something. Um, so the fact that you guys reached out, um, because as you guys know, it's a podcast, we don't get to like have like an audience in front of us. that get to like speak to us and respond to us as we're talking. So if you guys to reach out and tell us how you felt about an episode just means the world to us. And thank you to everyone who reached out. Yeah. Now we have someone who's actually here. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. so excited about. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm really excited. I just hope like if I can share something uh, that could help somebody. I know it's funny how in the Persian community, each family can be really different. And we have different even religious backgrounds. I know, as you say on your podcast, both of you are uh, Jewish, Iranian or Persian. I'm um, like agnostic, secular. I think my family is mostly Muslim. But I think the overarching Persian culture is so large and unique and we all have so many similar experiences at the same time that even if I can help someone by sharing my story and someone can relate, it would mean a lot, I think. And um, to connect with others in the Persian community and learn from them as well, it's, it's great. It's actually hard to, um, when you're isolated from the Persian community and like, it's, or you have a very small one, it's hard to know if you're like alone or what's going on. So if there's someone out there that relates, it's it's amazing. No, that's so true about when you're isolated from it. But um, I don't know where to begin, but like, tell us a little bit about what you're going through. I want to ask some things like, where are you from? If you could give some sort of vague background details. Yeah, absolutely. Or if, you, if you want to give like a, uh, like a fake name as well, just like for the episode. We've had What's other people that generic? you want. <laughs> I, I think it's fun to choose a super phoby Persian yeah. name. Like I love choosing the phobias name. Like my my name actually I was supposed to be named Farhang instead of Raquel Natalie. So if you want to choose like a super phobia name, I think that's so fun. <laughs> um let's go for the generic uh Layla or something. Okay. Layla. Layla or like Fariba, but Layla's more beautiful. I love Layla. My mom is Fariba, but that is very that is it is very phoby. Nilufar. Nilufar. Oh, Nilufar is good. <laughs> I kind of like, I'm getting a Nilufar vibe for me. Let's yeah, let's go for, we're, let's we're naming Nilufar. you Nilufar. Perfect. Okay, so this Nilufar is uh, Bay Area based. Uh, I'm not actually originally from the Bay Area, but I think if I give that away, it's too much. People might figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but Bay Area based, met my fiance here. Um, he is of Indian origin. He actually was born and raised in India, came to the U.S. post-college and works uh, with his extended family in a family business. They're in hospitality. Um, myself, I'm an executive recruiter. So, you know, I'm used to interviewing people all day, but not like this. <laughs> I'm not usually the one being put on the spot. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, um, it's been an interesting ride. You know, we've been together for about five years now, my fiance and I, and, um, you know, there's a lot of little things that you don't get prepared for. Uh, you know, I think Persian parents are always like, don't want you to date or don't want the notion of like <laughs> any sort of relationship. And then once you have one that's serious, they start to like freak out and um, just them accepting or even knowing about another culture has been really a wild ride. And on the other end, you know, assimilating to another culture as well, that's fairly similar actually to Persian, uh, but still very distinct has been uh, been a tough one. I definitely agree that Indian culture can be very similar to like Persian or just generally, actually, I don't know if generally Middle Eastern, but I do think generally, like, it can be similar to Persian specifically. I think a lot of Persian girls do get that people think that we're Indian a lot of the time. I've gotten <laughs> yeah. that, especially when I had my nose ring because um, nose rings and other piercings in Indian culture like have a lot of meaning to them and it's very common to have a nose ring. Um, so when I had my nose ring, people always thought I was Indian. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think um, it's similar in the sense that it's equally family oriented. Um, it's very structured, I think, in terms of how it can be relatively conservative. It's the same for a lot of Persian families, like in terms of that, like social conservatism. Um, and there is that air of like you care more about like what other people think sometimes in your community. It's a very community facing, family oriented culture, which is um, very similar, I think, to Persian culture. So there's a lot there. Um, of course, you know, 
festivity, celebration, food, all the fun stuff as well comes with that. Uh, so for me, it was relatively easy. And I always had an interest in, of course, other cultures and other uh, religions as well. So I loved it. It was really easy for me. And um, I enjoy assimilating into that. As for my fiance, I mean, even though he moved to America after college, I mean, he's a city boy through and through, uh, grew up in Mumbai. So Western, he, he's pretty Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess that's what I was trying to gauge. And I kind of assumed based on like already from speaking to you for a couple minutes. But um, so going into the relationship, was there kind of an unspoken expectation from your parents that you knew about that? For example, oh, I cannot date someone who's not Persian, and this is something they're really going to disapprove of. Or even yeah. even though you're agnostic, like not just not Persian, but like not Muslim, like even though they know that you're agnostic, like did they still feel like they expected? Well, it sounds like you were raised in a secular household as well. Yeah, I think my family is fairly secular. I think um, is there namaz in the house? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like not. Like, it's not very, uh, I mean, I don't want to put them on blast, but I mean, I think it's like, because you you were taught as a kid to do it. So you do it, you know, like that kind of relationship to it. But, um, I think we're very like, um, as I mentioned, like agnostic, like we believe in God and we are, have like faith and we, um, are, but I think there's not really a certain tie to like identify with being like Muslim in particular, Um, And it was really interesting because like I grew up, you know, everyone, like a lot of people our age, like respect other cultures, learn, (laughs) like, you know, be open. And there was still kind of an unspoken expectation that you would marry someone Persian and if not Persian, probably be like a white person, (laughs) like a, like a thoroughbred American guy, like a Jake or a John. Yeah. I feel like it's almost easier for like um, families that come with a very rich culture to accept someone else that. I don't want to offend any white people and say they don't have any culture at all, but just they don't have as rich of a culture that they need to like follow and as rich of a history. So like, I feel like it's almost easier for like children, like families for their children to marry someone that someone else whose culture isn't as rich because then they, they're just like, Oh, this person will take on our traditions and take yeah. on our holidays. But like when you're marrying into another family and another person that also has a very rich culture, it starts to clash. Cause it's like, Oh, who's more, more important. And like, who's yeah. following, who's are you going to teach your kids to and whatnot? Yeah. Um, I think the, what I'm hearing is like, I think, especially as immigrants, like a lot of our parents probably came from Iran or elsewhere you fall into the predominant culture of where you are. And that predominant culture is white culture. And so you've already kind of halfway assimilated to that. Even if you're keeping your own Persian cultural values, you're already kind of assimilated into that American or white culture. So you already kind of understand if you marry like a white person, uh, their culture, and they only have to come halfway, if that makes sense. So when you're dating outside of that and into like a non-predominant one, it's I think so much harder because you have to once each side has to learn completely the other's culture and traditions and like unspoken things. And you can mess up a lot of the times really easily. And I think it was always kind of unspoken because like they can't say like you can't do that. But I think the minute like I brought (laughs) brought him home, they were like, oh, you know, there was kind of like, oh, a, so you just went into it like that. Like you weren't, you were just like, oh, I'm just going to introduce him to my parents. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned, I was seeing, and like, he's Indian, this background. And immediately there was kind of like a, oh, okay. And like, just really weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that. Millie, I, I um, automatically want to go, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Millie, I have this thing that like, <laughs> when you tell someone something that they don't accept, the, instead of like insulting you or saying something mean, they'll just be like, uh-huh. Like, like as if they are accepting it, but they're, they're like judging you hardcore. Yeah. It's like, um, what did I do? <laughs> what do you mean? And I think it's interesting. Like, I think a lot of um, other immigrant cultures can relate to this, but I think like, especially Persians, we try to keep our cultural values, like our language, our festivities, our, you know, family orientation really intact. And I think anything that comes 
potentially in threat of that kind of regresses the family. <laughs> so like things that I wouldn't think they would care about or think all of a sudden they start asking like these kind of questions like, oh, like his parents, like, do they, do they wear traditional clothes or like regular clothes? <laughs> and I'm like, why does that matter? Like, well, who at why? First of all, what? Second of all, why does that matter? You know, and these are people who teach you from growing up, love everybody, respect everybody. And then like, all of a sudden, it's like, for them to learn this other culture, they come at it at this like, suspicious angle where if that side is you know valuing their culture as much as you are all of a sudden that's a bad thing that's something yeah we always remark that there's this kind of hypocrisy in a way where they, they teach you one thing but then when it comes to their immediate family like they're who they have to socialize with and the stakes are a bit different Absolutely. I think, I think it's all about like, what are people going to think? Like, what do I have to explain to people? And by people, they mean family, the Persian yeah. community, what are people going to ask me? Yeah, and- <laughs> like that's the and at the wedding. And yeah, I guess that's why they so what were they? Like, how was it when they met then when you brought him to your family? It was really nerve wracking. I think they expect, I'm, I'm not sure if other girls feel this way, but like the boyfriend or man or whoever you're with to act like how a very good Persian son-in-law would. So doing really, I don't know, flashy behavior or really kind of over the top, like gestures and you know yeah, it kind helps. of like walk into the door to meet them with like a jack daniels black label <laughs> covered in perfume buttoned yeah. down and then like if this guy shows up in like a nice t-shirt they're gonna <laughs> pulling the chair out for you like really all all of a sudden we're in the 50s and <laughs> this guy has to be like the chivalrous you know and anything else beyond like not that is rude so like just like little they just start to pick on like little things and like I don't know what is their family like and like why you know what is their you know financial situation or you know what is all this and it's like because they're not dressed like a Persian guy acting like a Persian guy it's like all strange and bizarre and so they get like a little threatened (laughs) now I'm so curious what he was wearing (laughs) oh he was wearing I think I must have dressed him to like try to like put a good impression and was probably like you know a collared plaid shirt and some slacks or something like it was nice it was like a casual dinner that we all went to but um Definitely not like a Persian guy. No hair gelled back and no buttons unbuttoned. Wow. So you grew up not around many, you didn't grow up around many Persians. Mm-hmm. And so I think that how only did... intensified our family's desire to like really grip the Persian culture. And Yeah, like... exactly. I think yeah. that's it because it's like, no, you have to be with someone because we haven't been in a place where there's a lot of Persians. But then it's like, interesting if you're not around a lot of other Persian families you kind of like how do you base your conception of them at this point like how how do you yeah I'm I'm always curious like when people don't grow up in a very Persian community and you're not constantly surrounded by Iranians and like basically where me and Millie both grew up it's basically Iran in America like there's (laughs) Persian markets there's access to all different types of Persian like foods that are would like companies that are mostly sold in Iran but like came here and sell here because they know they have a market here there's specifically Iranian synagogues that only Iranians go to there's Iranian after school for learning Persian like there's just like so many things that like really like divulge you into the culture and almost make you feel like not that you grew up in Iran necessarily that I wouldn't say go that far but like but like, yeah, like you, you are we surrounded by the culture. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'm always curious to like hear how someone else feels about their Iranian background as someone that like didn't grow up as like divulgent as we did. I think when you're separated from it, you don't get to evolve as much. Like when you're in a community that 
is more in tune with the culture, but it's like a larger community, your opinions on things can change, like on sexuality, on marrying outside your culture, on dating, on like all these hot topics that we have. You tend to go with the times because you are all as a community kind of making these unspoken decisions. But when you're away from it, you are like stuck from whenever you left or wherever you came from, you're stuck in that time and you're not changing the rest of the community or you're like behind them, like 10 steps. Um, so you're kind of operating on. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, that that makes so much sense because I recently had like a family friend that their entire family was here. They like, nobody was left in Iran and they had one sister still in Iran and she moved here like let's say like seven years ago which was like 30 something years after the rest of the family and when she came here she couldn't relate to her family anymore she was like you guys aren't the same Iranians that I grew up with you guys are like this American Iranian breed it's like this like mixed breed and like she couldn't relate at all to point where her her husband and her daughter decided to move back to Iran they just couldn't relate to this new culture of Iranian and only when that happened did I realize that like the Iranian parents that we grew up with and like all the like standards and all the unspoken rules that we grew up with as first generation Iranians is not the same as Iranians in Iran like yeah. I, I just realized that it's a completely different breed because when an Iranian from Iran came here, they were like, I, I can't relate. And they went back. Yeah. And I think um, sometimes it's the flip side as well. Cause I know like Iranians, especially in like big cities who still live in Iran are probably more out there and risque than like. Yeah, me. no, I was, I was going to say, because that's a point that me and Natalie brought up how there is another, there's another side to it. That's like the way you say, Oh, we're not around people, so we don't evolve. We're stuck. There are so many, especially in the community that we grew up around, they kind of held on to these values that their parents taught them, which is like, you know, anywhere from people born in like the 1920s are, you know, so it's like something that goes back to like early 20th century values in Iran, basically, that are still being practiced now. And like, of course, it's softened a little bit, but the evolving yeah it does happen but it's happening more now amongst like our generation where like for example on the podcast we talk about those hot topics that you mentioned but I do think that there is obviously truth to what you said as well where that there isn't it's not necessarily like all about the evolving part but it's like there's nothing to rebel against because Mm -hmm. there are certain things that I probably would have never been annoyed about the Persian culture it's only because I was surrounded by maybe if if only a few people did it and it wasn't exposed to me that often, I would be like, oh, you know, that's actually charming how much hair gel they put. Sorry. I know that's not truly Persian. Culture, but like because it's like you literally will go into a room and like you smell as like, there was like this polo Ralph Lauren cologne from like the 90s that just reminds me of kind of like a creepy uncle vibe. And like that yeah. gives me PTSD if I smell that. And to me, that's so Persian, but it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it, it's um, so funny because what's so Persian to us, like, like Millie, there, there's this one um, Instagram guy. We're not gonna say his name <laughs> and give him any clout. Um, <laughs> Millie knows what I'm talking about right away. Um, but he'll post videos of people currently in Iran, and they're like dressed like very like provocative and whatever, and it just like shows you that like, yeah, the. Iranians like our parents who came here tried so hard to hold on to like their culture and like to their like old-fashioned mentality because they were in a new country and felt the need to hold on to it but obviously Iranians who live in Iran were only constantly moving forward and not holding on to these things so the Iranians who live in Iran are way more forward than we are they're like they look at us they're like why are these Americans so fucking old-fashioned yeah like Trying to be all conservative and shit. Meanwhile, in Iran, none of us held on to that. Because we have so much freedom. <laughs> We're rebelling yeah. against our freedom. And they have kind of none. So Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think um, that's probably one of the big reasons it's always hard if I think a Persian who maybe is first generation uh, wants to go outside their culture and specifically with another, um, like, 
I only say non-white because I think, you know, that's how we think of American culture. Um, and it makes it a lot more hard because I think it's, it's almost like a threat to the family and to the to what they have built. So on one hand, it's understandable. On the other hand, it's so frustrating yeah. to like, how do I deal with this? How do I sense. manage it? Yeah, it's like. It makes it's sense regardless of the fact that it's frustrating. Like I, a, a good example is like, um, like the reason why Iranians that left Iran felt the need to hold on to everything so tightly was because they were no longer in Iran and they didn't want to forget everything that like they didn't want to forget their culture and their past and Iranians who live in Iran are living in Iran so there's nothing to forget because they're constantly there yeah and it, it's similar to um in Judaism a lot of the holidays Jews that don't live in Israel have to celebrate two nights oh. because it's kind of a way it's you're supposed to celebrate two nights because you're reminding yourself that you're Jewish and you're reminding yourself that you have this history yeah. but Jews that live in Israel don't need to remind themselves because they live there they only celebrate one night yeah so it's, like, it's kind of similar to that it's kind of like the fact that like because you still live there there's nothing to remind yourself of there's nothing yeah. like like you're there but because like these Iranians left and they came to America, they like were so scared to lose all of that culture. So they felt the need to like really hold on to it, which sucks for us. But whatever, we're, we're yeah. slowly changing things. We're exactly. slowly yeah. making life better for the next generation. Absolutely. I think that's so important. And um, it's one thing like it's almost like if you start to show interest in another culture or something else, it's like a negative like. I really enjoy blending into the Indian culture. I love all their festivities. I love dressing in the traditional clothes when it's time to do something traditional. And um, it's important to um, my fiance's family as well. Like they have uh, Diwali parties, which is like Persian Nowruz basically, but um, it's like it's like their Nowruz kind of. And we go to their house and we decorate the whole house and have a party and food and like dress in traditional clothes and like. I'm really into it. I love it. I think it's fun. It's a good way to bond with the family. But like sometimes I get comments like, oh, don't you think like you're too into their culture? Like, And I'm like, what is there too into the culture? Like that's something I like I can't enjoy it. Like I can't want to, <laughs> to do that as well. Like uh, it's just like these kind of comments. And like it's always surprising when people see us together and we happen to be around other Persians. Like people do make people that I don't even know make like weird comments. Like um, now that I'm in the Bay Area, there are more Persians here. And sometimes if I'm at a gathering or something, I'll meet somebody. And I was talking about like our wedding plans. And I said, oh, our wedding is going to be like a Persian Indian ceremony. And this guy um, who I just met, he was like, oh, your fiance's Indian. And I said, yeah. And he's like, well, what do your parents think about that? And he was a Persian guy. And I was like, so this is an issue. <laughs> like, it's not just me. I wasn't imagining it. Like for him to say like, oh, well, what do your parents think about that? I was like, oh, so everyone's kind of chit chatting. You know, it's something that's going behind your back for him to kind of say that. So I kind of withdrew and I was like, oh, if you guys are going to be that way, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to share much more, but it was shocking. And like, sometimes I'll meet another Persian, we'll go to the Persian store here and they'll be like, oh, you're Persian, but he's Indian. And it's like, they can't compute like one plus one does not equal two for them. I can imagine like their brain starts like malfunction and like their eyes twitching and they're like, I can't get it. I can't understand. Like, like what's so hard to understand. I know exactly what I can picture when you say it like that. I pictured that exact situation. Yeah, I can like totally see that. My, my cousin um, in California married a Russian girl and she's like very fair skin, green eyes and ginger hair. And both of their kids came out with his coloring, like olive skin tone, brown hair, brown eyes. And she would always tell us like when she'd go to the supermarket with her kids, like other Persians would come up to her and be like, oh, how much do you charge for being a nanny? Like, can we hire you? And she'd be like, I'm not a nanny. These are my children. And like, what? But they look nothing like you. And she's like, yeah, well, I married a Persian guy. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know what doesn't compute for some people, but I think the audacity of like even other Persians too, that you don't know that are strangers that are like the uncle at the market or some other Persian guy or Persian lady you're talking to at a party for them to like comment or be like, oh, what do your parents think? Or it's just like, is it's it so crazy? But for, like, for, them, that's not a weird, for them, that's not a wild statement for them. They're like, they think that's normal. And it's just like, how is that? socially acceptable in your world I know it's it's really wild and like um even the most simple things people can't understand like so my fiance isn't vegetarian but a lot of his family is because uh so a lot of them are Hindu and so they're Hindu vegetarians and I think um I was his aunt came over to our apartment one day and I just put out some snacks and we were going to go out to dinner so I just put like sabzi khordan and some halva and like tea and cookies and I was telling my parents that, and cheese. And I was telling my parents that I was like, oh, I didn't know what to put. I just put this at my dad's like, wait. I said, Dad, you know what a vegetarian <laughs> is. <laughs> They're vegetarian, not vegan. Like and no, just, but that's kind of cute because like they it's true, they don't eat beef. So maybe he's thinking to, to himself, like, you know how vegans don't eat any like animal right. produce process. Maybe he thought, like, oh, if the pannier is like from a cow, it's not okay. But like maybe if it's goat, like yeah, yeah it's cute that he cared. But like, yeah. Well, she said vegetarian. But yeah. Yeah, and they've known this for a couple years now. <laughs> I know, but I feel like that's such like the Persian reaction to be like overly dramatic, like <gasps> between that, like, you know, it's like you knew that. You, yeah, you like, want to create hysteria around the situation. Yeah. But, but also Persians like to get offended by your dietary restrictions. Yeah. Like if you tell them like, oh, I don't eat this. They'll be like, what? My food's not good enough for you. Like, it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everything is about you guys. Exactly. It's, it's, I, I like to say this. I think narcissism is a word that's really overused, especially in this century and among our generation. But I mean, I, I love our Persian culture. I think it's a very rich culture. I love that it's family oriented, but it does have its downsides. And I think one of it is, is narcissism. I think it's, um, it's what is narcissism? And, 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 and sorry, at the end of the day, it's, you know, more focus on outward appearance, physically or, you know, emotionally, like how you look to the community and your actions and your physical appearance. And, you know, using those around you as an extension of yourself that's narcissism. And I think a lot of some traits in the Persian culture are that, like, why do we have to act a certain way? So our parents look good. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not allowed to be like ourselves all the time. It's like, so your family looks good. So you don't bring shame. So you're a good girl or a good boy. But yeah, boys good girl. Yeah, <laughs> good girl. Honestly, the older I got, the more I realized how little my parents cared about certain um, standards in the Persian community and would only force them on me because they knew other people cared. Yeah. And the more I realized my parents didn't care about these things and they're only forcing on me for the like satisfaction of other people. I, I would just tell myself, like, I love my parents and I'll do something to respect my parents, but I'm not going to do something to respect other the people that my parents are focused on. Exactly. Like, just like not my problem. Exactly. And I think that's, one thing that when you're marrying outside the Persian culture, it's like a whole thing because they are confused on ultimately how to explain it to other people. What do I say? And how do I, how do I represent this? And they're, it's almost like they're trapped by this societal expectation. And it's kind of sad because they, they don't know how they're like, it's hard for them to say, Oh, who cares what other people think? That's like next to impossible for Persian parents. So I think they're in that thought, like, who cares what other people, they can't say that. So um, it's kind of a constant having to explain yourself and having to explain why something's happening and having to talk about it. Hey, don't say this, don't do that. <laughs> and you're almost teaching them. And it gets, it gets really complicated really quickly. Were you ever nervous? I feel like even if I brought a Persian guy home, like regardless of who I bring home and like when they, when my parents meet their parents for the first time, I feel like there's so many things I'm going to have like a talk with my parents before they meet anyone and be like, listen, don't say this. Don't say that. Don't ask that. Like, I feel like I'm going to be so anxious of my parents just insulting the shit out of someone and their family. And like, and like maybe not even intentionally, but just yeah. because like, 
Iranians are just so used to like being able to like say things and have it just like brush off and like like I don't know like when when your parents met his parents like did you give them a warning did you have a talk with them did you sit them down and be like listen there are certain things you shouldn't say oh big time big time I was like so I was a nervous wreck the whole time and I had to do this multiple times actually because um situation is my fiance has um, some family here, his aunt and uncle, who we treat like our second parents. And then he has his parents who still live in India, actually. So my parents had to meet his aunt and uncle. And then at a later time, his parents, his mom and dad, like in person. So I had to have this discussion like at least twice. And it was so nerve wracking. And it was like, we were at dinner. I couldn't even eat. Like I was shaking. I was like listening to what everyone was saying. <laughs> I was like, I have to supervise them. And I was just so nervous and it went well, actually. Um, I kind of feel bad to say this because I don't want to make my dad look bad. <laughs> um, but good thing I'm anonymous. <laughs> so like, um, you know, my fiance's aunt and uncle have a son. He was born and raised here. His his, uh, they were obviously his parents were not they are immigrants as well my dad he's like oh you know you he told my fiance's cousin like oh you don't have an accent and I'm like dad do I have an accent <laughs> like why would he have an accent he was born and raised here like again the math does not compute for them like all of a sudden you drop Persian people into a totally different culture where they can't show off you know like it's Persian culture is so interesting to Americans, like, ooh, exotic. And suddenly you're not the only exotic one and you cannot compute anymore. It gets really confusing for them. So I live in <laughs> my dad. I was going to say when you brought that up earlier about how it's like, yeah, it seems like Persians only, if they are interacting with another culture, it's like this American guy who's like ready to be orientalized by your family and they're just it's like this role play that they've gotten used to like they've mastered that role play and now yeah this is a different thing that they don't know how to do so i see totally see how it's threatening and uh uh love being like oh look at this food you never had food like this exactly. before you never had so many spices <laughs> but now they're like meeting a culture that has all the yeah. whole amount, if not more spices than we do. Like they beat us in flavor. They have so much flavor. My God. Our food is bland so, like, to them. So we can't, yeah. we can't be like, oh, you've never had food like this before because like they've had food like this, if not stronger before. Like you should to piss off your family, just be like, a Persian man wasn't enough. I needed to go all the way for an Indian. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying what Persian man. Like who, who, who? Are they gonna take one without a nose job? I'm all natural. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you're beautiful the way you are. I'm like, not to the Persian guys. I'm not their type. Let's move it along. <laughs> I know. I honestly like it's not to bring it to myself, but whatever. We established that Persians are narcissists. But we also said that narcissism is overused. I agree. Anyway, it's like how so goes it? I'm such a crackhead. It's like you're episode. not a crackhead. You're not a narcissist. <laughs> We, we learned um, from our episode two weeks ago that Millie is definitely a narcissist because she's like, I'm just so unique. Like, <laughs> not to toot my own. I, I don't want to use the word unique, but I'm really unique. And I'm just like, okay. Maybe that, I call that self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, that was what I had followed up with. I was like, I don't think there's, I'm not saying unique is good or bad. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like knowing what I am at this point in my life. But anyway, what I was saying is that over time, like people always ask like, oh, you haven't like, you've never dated like this type of guy. You never went out with Persians and they're like, they never asked you out. And it's like, no, they, they <laughs> didn't. And like, I'm starting to think maybe it's because it's not purely like, an, it's not like, oh, you don't have a nose job. It's the way it looks. It's like, because I'm not trying to please them because they yeah. view anything you do with your body as something to please them. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to. What she thinks she's too good for me. She thought she's too good for her nose job. Domesticate <laughs> this bitch. Get her a fucking get her under the knife. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think it's like they you have to kind of feel fit a mold. You know, it's kind of certain things. And it's maybe old fashioned, but yeah, like I don't always glam up and have 
you know, I think I'm the least glam person <laughs> there is. And I love getting dressed up. I love doing it. But I think if you drop me in the middle of LA, I'll be really uh, out of place, <laughs> especially in the Persian community. Oh God. I'm still, I'm like intimidated. You know, I think um, uh, when I'm around like a lot of Persians, because I didn't grow up around a large Persian community, I get, I'm, it, there's a lot of like, you know how to play the game, you know how to act and like what to say and how to kind of show off in a humble way, almost like. Oh, trust oh, me, I, like I grew up in the community and I still get major anxiety. Like I remember like when I was younger, like I don't even think I realized it was anxiety. I just like, anytime there was like an event to go to, like I had this like immediate like cold sweats, like stomach churning, like, like, what do I wear? Yeah. I don't want to be too fancy, but I need to be as fancy as everyone else. And when I get there, if someone offers me food, say no the first 10 times. Yeah. Don't forget to keep saying no. Make them force it down your throat. <laughs> like, it's just like this constant anxiety of, like, doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, coming off as poru. Yeah. Not, not being fancy enough. Um, it's I don't know, just something... so many things. It's, very, it's a very anxious culture. Yeah, so, I've noticed that when... I have someone who's not in our culture and having to explain that. I'm like, okay, we're going to this Persian person's house. Sit like this. <laughs> do tarot, like say no the first time, all this. And I tell my fiance, he's like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm like, do not be yourself. Yeah, do not <laughs> be yourself. You have to act a certain way. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> strange to him. He's like, why all this formality? And I'm like, anything else is rude. Like you're going to, they're going to think you're rude and then they're going to gossip to everybody. My fiance is rude. <laughs> Nilufar's fiance is super rude and doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And so you have to do this and play this act to look good in front of everyone. And it's like very cyclical. Wait, can we go back a little bit to like how you guys got engaged? Then I know I sound like the random Persian guy at the party by asking your parents' reaction to all of this, but like, just to like you're here basically for any other girls who are like about to get into this and they need to know like what yeah (laughs) I think of course every family is different but you know I'm I'm 27 so and we got engaged three years ago four we've been engaged a long time so um I I was I was uh, young, so I think my parents were like shocked. They're like, "What?" <laughs> like, did as you asked for like, did he say I should ask for their permission? Like, was there any kind of like, how did it happen? I'm not into that, so it wasn't anything <laughs> on my mind that for him to go ask my dad. I was like, I'm not a piece of property, you know. I'm really kind of it's not important to me, but all of a sudden it was important to my parents. Like, oh, why didn't he ask us though? And I was like, yeah, I was I, gonna say, like, they probably would have offended. Um, I think I made them get over it really quickly. I was like, I that's not important to me, and you guys never voiced that that was important to you. I can't read minds. Um, and you know, this is it. And um, I think because our engagement is so long and it multiple reasons for that, but like we didn't go right into wedding planning and everything. Like it was more about like meeting families and trying to get them mixed together. And like, I had already met his parents. He had met my parents, but our families had not met. So it was like, first things first, like get to know each other a little bit better, have those awkward dinners, all this. And um, then like talking about like what we think a wedding would even look like and having um mixing the Persian culture and the Indian culture and like what kind of customs there are and things like that. And I had made a couple trips to India already. So I um, enjoyed it and I had really so immersed fun. myself. Yeah, it was really fun. And, um, you know, we were actually supposed to get married last year in March and like it was one week before all the shutdowns oh, and his parents had actually landed. No, sorry. His parents had actually landed and then the travel bans went in effect. So his parents had to go back. They were like, we can't stay here and everything is getting shut down. So we had to cancel our wedding and everything. But before that, um, a couple months before our actual wedding, we had a big party in India to celebrate like everyone 
who couldn't come essentially because he has such a big family. Like we think Persians have a big family. I'm sorry, Indians. <laughs> we have nothing on Indians. Like his family is like at our party, pre-wedding party in India, there were like 250 people. Whoa. Yeah. And I had told my parents, if you guys don't come, it's just going to be me. Like I'm representing, I'm the sole representative of our family. And um, it would mean a lot to me if you guys come. And that was like pulling teeth. Like, I think when Persians travel, they want to go to Urupo, Fanon, but like, they're not interested in going to India. It was like, why should I go to India? And I'm like, for you, for me, like, I don't want to be alone in a throng of 250 people that a lot of them are meeting for the first time. And it's basically like an engagement party slash wedding. Like, I think you guys should be there. Um, and to their fairness, it was a very long way for them to go as well. But they went and um, it was like huge culture shock for them, even though like I think India in a lot of ways shouldn't be too shocking if you've been anywhere in the Middle East. <laughs> it's, you know, very similar in a lot of ways. So especially Mumbai, like a big city. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really interesting experience and, you know, having to see them through that and get them out of their comfort. What do you mean interesting? Like, how did they get along with everyone once they were there? Awkward. It was, I felt like they were being awkward in my eyes. Like, cause you know, his family is loud and fun and boisterous and want to party and like, come on. And they're all speaking, um, you know, Gujarati, which is another dialect and they're all having fun and drinking. And it's like a loud 250 person party, you know, it's huge. And, um, I think they felt out of place, you know, it's hard to get into that, but if you're marrying someone who has their own, like, just stick yourself somewhere and listen in, even if you don't understand, like, listen in, like, if I had married someone who was actually, like, if my fiance was with our family, he doesn't understand either. Like, so how do you, like, we have to go through uncomfortable moments like if you don't understand what everyone's saying that's fine like laugh when they laugh and then they'll switch to English and explain it to you like it's just like that and I think it's just they're not used to being the ones that can't understand what's going on they're used to being the ones who are speaking in Farsi and like oh let me explain to you (laughs) you know yeah Persians we actually have the most vast and largest language in the world and did you know we invented like they claim to I seriously feel like Iranians like I we've said this during so many episodes but it's really just my big fat Greek wedding where like the we think we invented everything yeah we think every root of every word comes from some word in farsi like we event we invented poetry we invented wine like anything romantic because you know how like iranian guys love to be like super fake romantic <laughs> where they like talk super sweet to you and like spoil yeah. you at first before they like turn on the like patriarchal i'm a man listen to me part of the relationship um but yeah we just we think we invented anything romantic anything romantic it's persians made it we're <laughs> We're such a loving culture. We so we're so loving. Like we love our culture. <laughs> but I think what's we need like a disclaimer well. for this episode. Like <laughs> completely destroyed. Yeah. I I think people think that we hate like, being Iranian. Hey, I, mean, I based sure on our you should be Persian girl podcast. <laughs> we we should <laughs> rename it. I when hate I come being to a Persian right girl podcast. <laughs> No, I think if we don't call it out, we can never get better. I mean, not to sound so cheesy or corny, but like someone has to talk about it. Otherwise, we're all going to be like assholes walking around. Yeah, we're going to be stuck in a dahat, basically. But um, what I thought was interesting was like they still expected like everyone else to do something the Persian way just because they were Persian. Like, oh, how come they didn't introduce me to this person one on one? It's like, well, that might happen at a Persian party. <laughs> at a mehmuni but not here you know like go with the flow like do it their way do it the indian way and they're like well we're not indian so we don't have to do it that way and it's like but if you're on their territory if you're in their house or their party like just do it how their family does it you know but that again is like but why that that's not my culture they still don't want to give up their culture 
to blend into the moment. It's like they're still holding on really tightly. And I think maybe others can relate to that. What else would you say are, are other major clashes and difference in culture between Persian and Indian? Um, you know, I, I can't really say on a whole because, you know, I think I'm really, really blessed with my fiance's family. They're really um, fun and progressive and like uh, modern. So I can't speak for like, Oh, okay, perfect. So that's how the that's the clash. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't speak for like all India because India is also very diverse in terms of like how their cultures and across of India. But I think like um, this is sounds so stupid, but like it's not a culture clash, but like it's easier to almost envelop yourself into Indian culture because there's so much more like material out there for you to learn. Like, it's not a culture clash, as I said, but like, okay, if I want to listen to Hindi music, there's a whole um, music scene, there's movies, there's TV shows, there's like information out there. But like, if I want to show my fiance Persian music, what am I going to show him a Sasimon Khan video? Like, <laughs> like, there's nothing for him to kind of integrate himself into like okay watch a persian movie and it's like depressing as hell all they do is fight and then cry and then the screen goes black at the end like there's so nothing true. to show our culture or demonstrate that's our, our culture. culture to somebody else like it's really hard we're fatalistic narcissists oh sorry i lost you no i said but yeah that's the culture <laughs> the screaming and then the crying and then black <laughs> Yeah, it's really, I mean, there's nothing to show, like, I mean, very limited, and there's not, there's hardly any English translation or subtitles, like, it's so hard, it's like Persian culture for Persians, like Persian movies, Persian music. That's so, that's so true, I feel like Iranians don't want anyone else learning about our culture, like, we don't make our culture welcoming to other people, we're exactly. just like, this is who we are, and we just like ourselves, and nobody else needs to learn about us, or try to join us we're just good right here i feel like the only thing that's sort of getting into that like on a surface level or like some instagram meme pages that's yeah like again that's super surface level that's not that's not culture yeah me memes are culture (laughs) yeah but i think it's just it's just like so much easier for me i mean again bollywood movies are not indian culture so to speak but they're really important and they can highlight certain aspects like there are like religious aspects or religious tones or just the general like they show their holidays in the movies and all this like I'm not saying you can learn Indian culture from movies but I'm saying like this is something they all partake in they watch these movies they talk about it or these songs and then you can do Indian holidays and all this stuff but like what do we have to demonstrate that we have no rules which we can show off but then like again like how can I integrate I, I I feel like most things that like Iranians talk about are just things from the past that don't exist anymore. Like, like every Iranian is like, we had an empire. Like, <laughs> like we're constantly talking about things we had. Like, what do we have now? Let's talk right. about that. Like, but yeah, mostly I feel like most Iranians when they talk about like pride in Iran, they don't even talk about Iran. They talk about the Persian Empire. Like, like we're just very. I feel like we're very focused on history. We're very history like obsessed type of culture agreed yeah I think it's like not in the now all the time and there's not a lot of current cultural references or like even pop culture references we can make to really connect each other like well I I feel like we're proud of Arash right he's like a (laughs) goosh no but not many people know goosh but like Arash Arash has sang with like um rappers from like russia to america like arash was in a bollywood song you see we should invite arash on an episode oh my god <laughs> we should try to get arash, arash on persian girl <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, th- I think arash is like probably our most relatable part of our current culture the the person like most people know Yes, yes, and I think it's interesting because our like, like, kebab. Yeah, and kebab. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I go to a Persian restaurant and 
this is our culture <laughs> wait oh my god did you guys ever see that meme where it's like white people at a persian restaurant and they're like i'm gonna get the best thing on the menu and every time they or- order like kubide and white rice yeah. <laughs> like two most basic things you can get basically like a hamburger and white rice that's what all yeah. the americans get at persian restaurants <laughs> oh my god no because imagine a an American ordering like gorma sabzi, like I feel like it's like too much yeah. taste for. Them. I'm gonna do tadik half and half. <laughs> <laughs> I think gorma sabzi for Americans is like, why is this green? It's like Persian, not one hundred and one, but like three hundred and one. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like Americans would make fun of gorma sabzi, but like your food looks like it's a swamp, and I'm like, your food looks like you bought it from a vending machine. Yeah. Oh, I brought upgushed ones to school and my friend was like what's that and I'm like it's lamb and chickpeas lamb and I'm like I can't even with you and we were were like in high school I'm like if you haven't had lamb yet I don't know what to tell you (laughs) yeah they're like salt spices taste (laughs) what's that yeah (laughs) so when's the wedding TBD uh, because we had to cancel it because of the uh, pandemic and then his parents are in India so the situation there is really bad so really, that meeting- question was so Persian of you I know <laughs> so rude like well I I know I know where it hurts because my cousin has been engaged and so when are you having children? I'm like literally every. Are you are you pregnant yet? <laughs> that question is on both sides. On the from our oh Indian God. family and our Persian family. Actually, yes, <laughs> we're getting it on both ends. I, I'm so sorry for the triggering questions. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, well, I mean. I don't know when you messaged us. I have to say, like, I thought I I felt bad or something, but it sounds like even though you have these adversities, you're sort of overcoming them, and you have a really strong sense of character and personality. Like you just don't seem to let it bother you, which I think is really commendable. Because I don't know. I sometimes I like talk about some of the things, like not necessarily about um marriage and stuff and I'm like I think in my head like wow this this really shouldn't matter that much like I can Mm -hmm. understand logically that this isn't my problem this is someone else's problem but when it's been ingrained in you for so many years and like also what you were saying about how yeah I can tell like it's my parents they don't necessarily care it's like they do it because about other people caring but it's like what about those parents who have done such a good job of making you believe they actually really care? They're convincing themselves as well that they really, really care. So yeah. it's like you do still feel like you're breaking their heart. It's like, oh, no, I'm how cruel of me. It's like they act like you murdered like a newborn baby if you marry someone that they didn't like, you know. Yeah, you know, thank you for that. I think um, it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's been really hard. I think like just dealing with like snide comments or questions from like random Persians is hard enough. And then to get it from like those close to you, it's like, I can't believe you're saying this. These are not shared without, you know, lots of tears and fights and arguments in the background. Um, You know, I've had a lot of those conversations with my family, you know, even times of not talking like I'm not even gonna talk to you guys because you guys are being unreasonable you know um and pushing them to do something out of their comfort zone you know put on this outfit or do this or like you know it's gonna be fun and like trying to get them integrated it's like it's really it's hard and I hope that like if anyone's listening like all of that can be worth it because you know you're gonna have be with your family forever and your partner's family forever <laughs> and you got to make them get along and teach and it's hard being the teacher sometimes but it's it's worth it when you are sitting together and you can enjoy each other's company and no one's getting upset and everyone's being respectful and you're learning but yeah I it think is it's a journey it's so interesting that you're saying what the response that you have is yeah you have to teach them whereas usually the response is like just don't give a fuck and it's like you're not turning the other way and like running away. You're you're trying to mend the two. 
Yeah, you've been so like, I don't know, you've been so mature about it. Patience. Um, I I feel like it's way harder to try to teach someone to do the right thing than it is to just be like, fuck you, I'm not talking to you. Like, like what the way you went about it is way harder. And um, and also thank you for like saying on the episode that there there have been bad moments and there have been moments of crying and moments of not speaking. Um, I feel like a lot of people can like learn from this and a lot of people can find hope in this in this story so thank you so much for sharing that with us and with our audience my pleasure I hope it can help someone and you know do what you think is best for you and you know if you can teach someone along the way that's that's awesome yeah well you'll have to um oh no yeah I was about to say you have to like give us pictures of the wedding when it finally happens because I I just really want to see a Persian I love Indian weddings to begin with yes fun I've always wanted to go Wait, to do your, do your parents I've always wanted to get dressed up. So um, for our wedding, the way we had planned it was um, we were going to have like an Indian ceremony. So with the mandap and everything, but then we were going to have the Persian sofre in front, but we were going to all wear Indian traditional clothes. So I have like a super heavy uh, Indian bridal outfit I got from India. My mom's going to wear like a sari. My dad's going to be in it. Indian suit as well and then um for the reception we're all gonna change oh okay I think that's that's I love that so much yeah it was a battle because you know yeah I was gonna say that sounds like maybe it was a battle but you you did oh god (laughs) like why first off um you know a lot of Indian brides wear red um that's an auspicious color and or pink um or like that family color. Some people wear white or silver now, but like plain white is like a funeral color in Indian culture. So like, don't wear that. Um, And so when I was looking for, uh, my mom's like, why? And I was like, mom, it's the culture. She's like, and I was like, mom, we'll find something. And then like, I found a lovely pink one. And then um, for her, you know, really, even though Persian women love to be blingy, I think, you know, Indian outfits are a whole other level of bling. And she's like, sade mikham, sade. I said, Indian clothes and sade do not add up. Like, there's no such thing. (laughs) You have to wear bling and over the top, mom. And it was like finding one that she didn't think was dahati and like, you know, all that. It was a challenge. We went all across Mumbai. <laughs> I thought she was going to leave empty-handed. I was like, you came to the Mecca of fabrics and you didn't find something, but we found something in the end and it's gorgeous. It's like a sea green, like a sea foam green. Sorry. It's like really nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like, especially for Persians, like they're so obsessed with like purity and like virginity and for like their daughter bride to be wearing red at her wedding they're gonna be like, everybody's gonna know you're not a pure virgin they're gonna know <laughs> like freaking out yeah and it's like you know who, it's gonna be interesting i was like mom if your friends see the picture of uh, the family they're gonna be like like you have to convince them that other people will really like it and coincidentally you know um they went to a, a diwali party uh, at Uh, my fiance's family house and we were all wearing you know traditional clothes and I posted the picture to Facebook and like my mom's cousins all saw the picture like boy you all look so beautiful in Indian clothes (laughs) they all and I said see people like it like you guys it's fine just wear it you know no that's so cute (laughs) I I like this note to end on rather than the (laughs) the other yeah the other comments from your fam or whatever family friends is there anything you feel like we missed or you wanted to talk about no I think this was uh, really uh, what I had and just enjoy your partner's culture if you did marry outside and um, teach each other it's we both you know I love our Persian culture as mentioned are there some things that we could work on as a community absolutely but it's something I'm proud of and I like to share and, um, you know, it should all be about melting and blending and embracing the best part of our cultures and, and bringing that to our next generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing everything with us. Yeah. And thank you. Nilo, for 
Yeah. <laughs> My pleasure. We wish Nubafar a wonderful wedding. Uh, yes. Everyone who's listening, and- you're invited. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and if, if any of our listeners have any questions for Nubafar, if they're going through th- something similar, um, and they want to ask her for advice on how she went about it, because obviously she's such a level-headed person. Um, like a, DM yeah. us, and we'll ask her, and I'm sure she'll. Are you, I love how we're like volunteering her help. She's like, "Yeah, I don't have time for this." No, I love it. No worries. <laughs> I, I came hopefully to to do this. So ask away. Yeah, who, give us your therapist number. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I will. You're like the first non crazy Persian girl on our podcast. Literally, all that of them have been, including thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking before we like lose any more listeners. Yeah. Do it again. Oh, my God.